0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Well, 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 my friends, welcome to Agitates Anonymous, the first of Another year, another year closer to the grave. Another year full of resolutions that you won't keep. Well, you might. Who knows? Well, keep it to yourself either way. You probably expected the first... The first podcast of the year to be um, about politics, maybe about me giving out about this, complaining about that, my predictions for the chaos that might be incoming in 2024, all that kind of thing. But you know what? Let's sidestep all that. Because earlier in the week, I spoke to my good friend Ade, Ade from Solstafir from Iceland, who was quite the uh, regular guest on the podcast. Over on the my YouTube channel, you saw us uh, discussing the, you know, the life stories, looking back over a band's careers. Um, well, we did one for Thin Lizzy the other day, and seeing as yesterday, January the 4th, um, was the day that Phil died, um, I thought, well, it's one day late, but let's devote this first podcast to a discussion about possibly, probably, perhaps the greatest rock band um well let's say this maybe in the pantheon of greatest songs greatest rock songs of all time you've got to have a thin Lizzy track in the top 10 it's got they've got to be up there they've got to be one of the greatest rock bands on earth now as we will on as the discussion unfolds you'll see that we have different views on um, different albums and of the simple fact that some of the albums don't quite have the the quality of others and that kind of thing. But, you know, feel free to disagree. Hit me up in the comments if... Um and let me know. Um, we're talking about doing Black Sabbath next or Deep Purple or who knows. Um, it's always an interesting chat. So rather than political commentary, which is coming, I'm going to make, um, you know, next week's podcast a bit about what I maybe see incoming for the year ahead Um um, what maybe have the uh, our ruling elite class got planned for us for the year ahead, um, for our digital servitude and all that kind of thing, and also some stuff about what heavy metal might bring. Looking back on the pre the past year, I myself released two albums last year. Um, looking back on an ever more frenetic and crazy music industry, there's just so much music out there. Um, I was reading that perhaps in a couple of months there's going to be. Up to 200,000 new tracks every day being uploaded to Spotify. How hard is it to find your own piece of this crazy, crazy um, extreme market? Anyway, the ads, the sponsorship. The sponsorship is from Metal Blade Records, as ever. And next week we're going to start again with some band sponsorship. I'm going to talk about... Um, some new bands who are sponsoring the podcast. I'm going to devote a track on a Tuesday completely to some of these new bands, so you can listen at your own leisure, not have to hear my dulcet tones going on and on and on um, before you get to the track. All right. Well, so today the, de- uh, the first episode of a new year is going to be about Thin Lizzy. And that seems like a pretty good place to start, Agitators Anonymous. And if you want to see our ugly mugs, go over to my YouTube channel. The link is in the description and go and take a look. All right, then let me hand you, let me hand you over to Mr. Adelborn. Um I'm not even going to try and say his second name because I'll probably butcher it, butcher it. But he is wearing a Venom shirt, a Venom shirt, as you can go and see on the YouTube channel. Um, much to my astonishment and delight. All right, here we go. Your Rough Guide... To thin, Lizzie. The first thing I notice is you're wearing a Venom t-shirt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in honor of my friend Avril, I'm sporting my uh, first and only Venom shirt.
0: Yeah, Venom, very good. Yeah, Venom, Venom. Yeah, it's like, like you know, I said, it's like an "At War with Satan" shirt.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a very nice one. Very, very
0: nice. good. I'm 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 trying to be a hipster. Trying to be a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be a hipster well I mean look we could do a whole podcast about that called trying to be a hipster
1: so uh well since we are now doing a thin Lizzy show
0: yeah that's what this uh, is supposed to be yeah uh
1: let the audience know that uh you well you've been, had been there before but we did go together yeah to fill in a scrape one day
0: yeah we did we did we, we went to uh, what what, what well, five years ago, isn't it?
1: 2017, 18.
0: Yeah, maybe we can put that as the fucking thumbnail for this thing. But yeah, we went to Philan's grave. And I think people, it's its very, very understated. It's in Hoth, in, in the north of the city. Um, it's only really, I mean, it's in the area where I grew up. I mean, it's just down from Sutton Cross. It's just down from Hoth and Baldur, from Baldur, and all that kind of stuff. Um and it's a it's a very uh, understated grave. But Filomena lived on the road uh, at the top of the graveyard, which is where my grandmother also lived.
1: His his mother, yeah. yeah.
0: So she you told in- me,
1: yeah. yeah. Sorry, you told me that when you grew up, you would see that guy. That guy. When you were like a
0: kid, right? Yeah, I mean, I said that to a few people. Well, you know, when we first started interviews and. I said it to one drunk uh, uh, journalist from Rock Hard magazine, and he was like, oh, my God. He kind of started welling up. I was like, okay. But look, like he his grandmother lived on the same street as my grandmother. Like, the graveyard, obviously, where he was buried. Um, all my aunts, my mother knew him. My aunt used to cut his hair in the 70s. She used to work. in Your aunt used to cut Phil hair? Yeah, there was a shop. I can't remember the name of it, off Grafton Street. And it was like one of the kind of early cool kid hipster shops. And I think it was a music record shop and a hairdresser and a clothes, like a, fa- a clothes boutique, you know. Yeah. And She was, she used to work there and um, she used to cut his hair. And like, so all this, my mother and her sister knew him. But he like, you'd see him like down at the shops or like, I remember. And I say the people go, oh, that's not true. But like, I remember being a kid and there's a, like this waste ground in front of uh, the train station, which is just right where I live. And I remember we used that's where we used to hang out and kick the football, and you'd see Phil come down, all right, lads, and he'd, you know, kick a football back and look like, back and forth a few times before going into the train station. But obviously he had to come down to go to the train station. And um it was, you know, you'd see him around, like wander around. I think most people in Dublin in the late 70s and early 80s, I mean, he was just if he wasn't, I guess, on tour, he was a fixture of walking around. So sorry. Uh,
1: so if this is when you're a kid, so I'm guessing it's around when you were like 10. No, I
0: I mean it would have been 83 maybe 83 eight, so he's already famous. Yeah, yeah, he's famous. No, I mean he was he was famous in the 70s. So like I mean in I was 8 in 83 and I have memories of seeing Phil wandering around and going all right lads and you know what I mean because everybody knew yeah. who Phil was obviously. You know,
1: I mean, the, I mean, he was, you know, there's always the Rory, but uh, there was no U2 when Phil, Phil became famous. I mean,
0: no, so U2. R- r- yeah. Well, yeah, U2 was famous by 83 for sure. You've got unforgettable Fire and stuff. And I mean, well, I mean, Phil was obviously, he's like the most famous rock star from Ireland and this six foot three inch uh, black guy with an afro. So he's like. I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, he's a black guy with afro moustache and leather yeah, pants. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. In fucking more, Ireland. Yeah, but more Dublin than almost anybody you could imagine, you know? Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, you, you know, you notice him as a kid, but, um, not, you know, everybody knew Bill Lizzie and knew, of course, Phil. And he was a, I guess, if you, if I'd been a teenager, then he would have been a staple. If you would have seen him drinking in pubs in Hope or drinking in pubs in town. And, you know, I mean, that's just, you would have seen him walking around doing his, I mean, doing his thing. Do you know? you, do
1: you know, I mean, we're not going to talk about this too much, but I mean, of course, he was a famous guy, one thing. He's a famous rocker at that time. And we talk in 70s, that's like, you know, Led Zeppelin is still active and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he was a black guy in Ireland. And there were not many black guys in Ireland. Do you think, I mean, could he
0: go to the pub uh, Yeah, yeah. With, Without being harassed? I mean, was oh. there racism going on? Or uh, I think so. I mean, in as much as I am talking to reading or watching interviews with him at the time. I think he, he seemed to have experienced more racism when he went to England. I think in Ireland, he was so, I mean, everybody, he was so famous by the seventies. And I just, I mean, look, I can't really talk completely to it, but at least anecdotally, for what I knew of people at the time, I, I don't think Ireland was as, um, let's say, riven by racial tension as maybe the, the UK was, you know, the United Kingdom in, in the 70s. You know, we didn't have any National Front type stuff. And I think in general, Irish people saw them. I've always seen themselves as sort of like underdogs as, you know, we were colonialized, we were oppressed, we were whatever. And the idea that we would, I sp- and this is a very, very broad stroke because, of course, there's got to be dickheads everywhere. But the idea that we would somehow be racist, I think... And a very broad stroke now of course there's probably somebody in the comments going no way 1976 like okay okay i'm the guy I wasn't born well I was born then <laughs> um he talks mostly about um you know obviously being very aware of it but not experiencing that much of it but then again he made this he made this record I think solo and soho mm-hmm. um, and that's that was I think I remember reading interviews going back and reading interviews and he talked about that was some of the first times he was uh, got very into sort of um the sort of consciousness of, um, I suppose, black politics at the time or whatever that means. Um, And that album sort of represented his step step into that. Maybe Again, maybe that's misinducing information. But it definitely, for sure, can't have been easy. But by all accounts, he was a man who was well able to fight his way out of any argument. I mean, that's one thing. You hear about him again and again, that he was willing to, you know, to uh, stand up for himself with his fists. And um, I think, by all accounts, i it got more pronounced when he went to London because he was, you know, no dogs, no facts, no Irish. He was, he was too. Yeah, yeah I
1: mean, big, you know? I mean, they hate they, they hated, of course. Yeah. Even white Irish people.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. um, I mean, I I couldn't speak to it completely. Um, you know, people would have to go back and watch interviews with him. But I don't think it was the sense I get that he was a much. I'm speaking to my aunts and speaking to other people in knew him, because don't forget, like lots of my family are from the same area. They all. They would have had my uncle drank with him in the early 70s and my uncle who just spent a bunch of days with you know drank with him in the 70s and stuff and they were all and you hear nothing but um anecdotally hilarious stories and good humor and i never they don't say anything about oh this one time this guy said this and you know that kind of thing so
1: well i I did since i mentioned the graveyard um well, I had heard that, uh, you know, I knew that his mom lived right around the block and she would visit his grave every day. Yeah, yeah. And so before that, uh, was at the same time, I don't know, we were playing Dublin once. Solstar yeah. were playing Dublin. And, you know, being the Thin Lissy fan, I would saying, you know, love Thin Lissy, blah, blah, blah. And inspir- been, you know, inspired by uh, Phil to love Phil Linnard. And I would like to dedicate the song to the great late Phil Inot. Yeah, yeah. And we play Fiara and all this stuff. And anyway, so the uh, day after, I get a Facebook uh, email, message from a random attendant, uh, a girl that uh, was at the gig. She says, hey, was I was at your show yesterday in Dublin, loved the show. Uh, I happen to know uh, Philomena, Phil Inot's mom. I told her I was at a rock concert. Last night, and this lovely uh, I, Icelandic lads were paying respect to your son, yeah, yeah. and apparently, Phil- Philomena loved it. So she said, "Oh, that's lovely. Tell them they're invited to tea next time they're in Dublin."
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's. I'll tell you, like, there was. This, there's a, a very great American heavy metal band called Argus. Um, really, really good band. And they all, this is maybe 10 or 12 years ago. Um, actually, maybe it's more, maybe it's 2010 or 11. And they all went to visit Bill's grave. And I know Phil and Philomena happened to come down and invited him up to the house for tea. And she even let the drummer play his drum kit, which was <laughs> set up in the room.
1: So when, when I was there with you, I was too shy to go find her house.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I don't know exactly where her house is, but I think at the time when we were there, maybe she was getting pretty old. I'm not sure if she still came down every day yeah I, I know uh, i know at least 15 20 people who've been in her house for tea and have been in phil's room and like she let the guy play his drums and he came back to the gig that that evening yeah. and he was just like he was just like literally like just in, in awe and shock, you know but that's kind of that's what she made i mean she was always around or coming down and you know meeting people who would have. Um, come to the grave for a pilgrimage, you know. It's sort of unlucky that, uh, I guess, at the day we went. I mean, uh, she would have been pretty old then, I guess, but,
1: yeah. Okay, so, uh, brief introduction to uh, Phil Leonard's life here. uh. Yeah,
0: I mean, the thing about it is that if you think about it, he's, I mean, he's got to be one of the most iconic rock stars, like, whoever lived. I mean, to be this huge, tall, black guy with an afro playing like, you know metal rock and also lots of other things as well but in a distinctly sort of white man's world of the of rock and metal whatever it's it's um and from Dublin and from Ireland I mean I'll add them all up and it's like an incredible sequence yeah,
1: I mean this is a minority like you know it's just a crazy minority group
0: yeah and there he is uh you know I mean we're as we're going to discuss um you know writing songs with some of the greatest rock songs of all time um you know so tell so tell me uh
1: when you uh, different, uh, you know, when you're growing up, are you guys listening to Thin Lizzy or is it just the boys are back in town? Or be- because I know that you guys did not grow up with loving the first two three. I'm talking about the Primordial Gang. You yeah. didn't really love the first two three Thin Lizzy albums. Um, you were like into later heavy metal or.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing about it is, well, I mean if if Kieran was sitting here, he'd talk about the first three how much he loves them, oh. uh, and like, but I mean the problem wasn't the problem for me growing up. Um, I had a bunch of friends who were much more into Lizzie. They had a Lizzie Covers band, and there was a kind of you know that sort of early teenage tension of well, no, I like this, I like this, I like the other, and we were sort of, I was trying to start maybe a thrash metal band or whatever. And so there's always that thing of when you're a teenager, which is like, you know, you sort of don't want to check out all the things that your friends that you're, are sort of, you know, wagging their finger and telling you, oh, Slayer shit, listen to Vagabonds of the Western World. And I was like, no, nah, you know what? Fuck that. I want to listen to Hell Waits. And actually, the same is still true. <laughs> um, in that. Yeah. Um, you're
1: saying it was too close and popular
0: and commercial to listen no, to? No, no, no. I see. I don't think that at all. I don't think that at all. I mean, I, li, the Lizzie I would have grown up with was, of course, Live and Dangerous. And, yeah. the, you know, the sort of late 70s, early 80s, that would, that would have been, the you know, the odd vinyl that nestled in among myself. But I would just happen to be much more into Judas Priest and Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden and this stuff. So uh, the first three records were kind of a mystery to me. In fact, all this morning I've been listening to them, you know, swatting up for this test, you know. Um, yeah. and they, It's very much like... They don't speak to me much, um, although they are occasionally absolutely brilliant. But they they seem to me very much uh, sit alongside where UFO were in the beginning, where Deep Purple were in the beginning, where status quo were in the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Before yeah. they found their sort of rock feet, their rock sea legs, and that there's an awful lot of... Uh, I mean, at least for Lizzie, this sort of Irish mysticism, this sort of Van Morrison, Astro Weeks, sort of there's funk, there's soul... Um, Phil stretches his voice in ways that he seemed to kind of curtail when it got more yeah. wrong. Um,
1: I, I mean, I agree with this. So, so let's dive into the first one. I mean, okay. I have only the first two on CDs. I bought them in great record store in Copenhagen. Hey, look at that. Wow. Accord. It's a great, uh, great record store in Copenhagen. I bought both of them. The CDs here. Oh yeah. Okay. So I have these two on CDs, uh, I buy this, I mean, well, when I started sort of going in, into the past of Ten Lizzie. So I, I agree with you. I think this is like the first Book of Talisman, the purple stuff. It's even yeah, yeah. like 80s Pantera stuff before Cowboys. I mean, they are becoming what they became. They are not there yet.
0: Yeah, I think you could say the same for Status Quo when they were like, when they were um, you know, the first I don't
1: two- Sorry, I know nothing about status quo.
0: But the first pictures of matchstick men are the 60s status quo, where there's a bit more Beatles, there's a bit more sort of like, um, yeah. you know, they've all got mild haircuts and they're wearing like matching tunics, and it's before they found the denim and denim, you know what I mean? And, and UFO, the first two UFO are very similar as well, they're kind of like experimental, uh, yeah. psychedelic kind of like garage, but
1: this is, I mean, I mean, this is. 1972 and 1971 i mean yeah the beatles are uh still i mean going on in 1971 or what did they quit in 1970 and all yeah it's it's, it's a long time ago i mean there was a different world to 1971 well sapling do the first
0: in what 70 69 69 yeah well i mean that first album and what 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 i mean it doesn't really have a hit does it i mean or what the label what is it the band read the band then moved to london that year i mean see here's the thing is like the friendly ranger Clontarf castle Clontarf castle is literally the 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 castle just before the graveyard we went to you know what i mean oh, like yeah. that's what we used to go drinking like i put up a photo on instagram of me in corpse paint in like 93 or something with a fucking stick on fire that was taken to Clontarf oh. castle <laughs> So,
1: but, but can you ma- can you imagine if the band would have broken up after these two albums?
0: Yeah, not, I mean, it, the le- it, the legacy wouldn't be there. Would they just wouldn't remember it as a, a kind of it, There's a there's a strange kind of um, sort of I'm not going to say whimsical is not the right word, but a sort of uh, Yeatsian post sort of Van Morrisony kind of fascination with Irish and Irish mysticism that sort of an Irish traditional music which permeates permeates these and at the time of course when i was a kid i mean everything had to be like slayer or faster and i was just like i just didn't have the patience to sit through this when i was 13 or 12 you know no
1: i mean i mean to me i mean i love this band but yeah. this is just this is just not interesting enough no and i remember because we we, we planned this show here bothinity more than a year ago uh, yeah, so yeah. I when I when I was diving into more of these albums, I would listen to podcasts uh, yeah. about and there was one guy that's that said, thought that this was the first album was the best. And I was like,
0: yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah.
1: So I mean, like, there I'm, are I'm, there are some there are some people that really love this stuff.
0: Oh, I mean there are people in Ireland who don't who wouldn't even count thunder and lightning as proper thin Lizzy. Like you know what I mean? There are people who from that early 70s generation and they preferred this to do with the a whistle bit, and that with acoustic guitars, and I mean, yeah. I get it. It's, and also, the there is some beautiful sounds and tones and textures on these records every now and again. Sure. You know, they kind of go. Ah, the spoken word bits, but there are some. I mean, like, I mean, we go to the shades of blue Orphanage When you've got, you've got um, an early version of Sarah on there, but you've also got whis- the whiskey in the jar. I mean, that's kind of what made the band.
1: No, sorry, whiskey in the jar. It doesn't arrive already, man. That arrives on the third album.
0: Really, because it's on the it's on the deluxe version of Shades here.
1: Yeah, easy tiger. We're not doing the deluxe versions.
0: Oh yeah, I see. It's not on the original version of Family Two. No, yeah.
1: no, 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 no. It arrives on the third album. Well, that's a different. I, I, sure. I'm not gonna say. I mean, obviously, I think these are like siblings.
0: The first two here. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, it's just like I don't want to forget how to jive. You know I've Buffalo Gal, Babyface, chatting today, call the police. I mean, yeah, okay, but... Mm, okay. Yeah. so, and then we you, go to the next one? Vagabonds, the Western world. So this is I'm kinda, uh
1: Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm excited here. Hold on, give me a second.
0: Yeah, I should have got my vinyls out as well, but we, we can well, use your my,
1: my My version here, I'm not going to show them all here, but Yeah, my, my version of Vagabonds of the Western world mm. Original copy. Oh yeah. Check this out. Check this
0: out. What does oh, that wow. say? Irish tour, Christmas '73. Wow. What's in the back? It looks amazing. It's Such a sticker. A- wow. Cool. Origin- original. Original copy, dude. Yeah, uh, the artwork is incredible. See, here is where they everything began to sink into place. I mean, yeah, so, the, fir- yeah. the first two, the artwork and the aesthetic, I don't really understand at all. But if you I mean, saw. This-
1: yeah, I mean, this is original copy that I bought in Camden. Oh yeah, I think I paid a lot of money for this, but this is 1973.
0: Yeah, Decca, Decca Records. Decca. yeah, Decca. We're going to drop them apparently, and then um, this, because this album uh, did okay for them. I, I, I so, so it says on Wikipedia, but it's you know, um, it,
1: yeah. So here they are not heavy metal band yet, of course. Oh no, no. I mean, some this,
0: people, yeah. People, yeah. I mean. This is where it begins to come into it begins to come into shape you know but this is still with Eric Bell yeah yeah so
1: Eric Bell was of course a founding member along with uh, Brian and, and Phil yeah yes. uh, this album I bought on CD many 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 years ago and I listened to it in my Toyota like nine thousand times so <laughs> I, yeah. this is sort of the this is sort of the album that got me into got me in love with Li I mean, boys are back in town is just like listening to only Ace of Spades and calling yourself a Motorhead fan.
0: So just to put this into context, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. This is what it says. In late 1972, the band embarked upon a high-profile tour of the UK with Slade um, and Susie Quattro. And around the same time, Decca released Thin Lizzy's version of a traditional Irish ballad, Whiskey in the Jar, as a single. The band didn't consent to it. They weren't angry at the release. The feeling the song did not represent their sound image. So... It seems that Whiskey in the Jar came out um between um yeah, like, this is
1: sorry because on the CD that's I'm um, I'm um, you know um not being true to my words here Whiskey in the Jar is not on this album Yeah, it's on the it's on the, it's on the because this only has like eight this only has eight songs
0: so it comes on the CD yeah so they but what i mean is like is that they must have re-recorded it as a version before this album and then the label was sitting on it and then went you know what chuck this out and that became the hit and the band got pissed off with that so the, reco- yeah. the f- first recording of Whiskey in the jar is before that my friend Dennis is going to be watching this and he's going to be like no 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 <laughs> but <laughs> come on uh, Dennis so
1: it's, but so the point is Whiskey in the Jaro ain't recorded for a album
0: no that I don't think it is I mean it, apparently it has no bass either
1: no so there's maybe, no bass in it It's only yeah. guitars and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean which which makes this album even more weird, or dare I call, say, hitless album because it doesn't but, have a super hit. Because I I love these songs. I mean, Mother, Mama, Nate, You Sad Hero, yeah. and the Madman. Mm. I mean, yeah. all this lora lora This very Irish,
0: still yeah, yeah. very folk Irish things in it. Yeah, it's got some great songs. It's um, it's also still got this. I mean, it's got the rocker on it, you know, which is like the... Sure. Um, and it's still got an awful lot of... still got soul and funk and these sort of acoustic-y ballad type songs, which I think were just not really clicking with the rock audience. You know, look at the that. The rockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is the best of album. So, uh, you know, it doesn't really... I just had to buy it.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you'd have to buy it for the cover. I mean, that's alone, you know.
1: Yeah, so, you know... <laughs> I mean, I really love this album, but uh, we're still not there yet.
0: I mean, there's so much no. more stuff. And it's very interesting, and if you think about it, the bands back then were given a couple of albums to get to the point where they could be some uh, something a label could work with. They were kind right. of grown, because all those bands, Priest as well, I mean, look at the first Priest record, Rock and Roll, I mean, what's that really? Not really no, fully... Uh, ro-
1: Rock and Roll isn't really Metal Priest, no. No, no. so
0: you've got... Well, you've Same with Purple, same with UFO... Same with lots of bands; they were given time to develop, but just sort of got cut, cut shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. You know.
1: But they have—they uh, found their artwork guy here because it's, this is the same guy that did uh, uh, Jailbreak and uh, all yeah, the yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah. This is an amazing album cover.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, I mean, if you saw that in the record store, you'd be like, "What the fuck? Look at that! It is amazing." So, we should mention him, by the way, Jim Fitzpatrick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jim Fitzpatrick. Uh, It's even says here. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he grew. He lived um, around the corner from uh, from my parents as well. In fact, he sent me an email once, uh, saying that he was aware of primordial like. Okay, is he still alive? He's still alive. Yeah, yeah. This was about ten years ago, twelve years ago, and I thought, oh, wonder could we get him for uh, uh, an album cover? And then why haven't you? Because it doesn't really fit. But okay. um, but also it was just at the moment where Dark Throne managed to nab him for one of the records. Was it Underground Resistance or something or Circle the Wagons? Did, did,
1: did they get him for that? Okay,
0: I think so. There's one with a uh, warrior with a sword, which is Jim Fitzpatrick. I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: Yeah, I know. But then it's uh, so you buy album four seventy four nightlife. That's. Then,
1: I mean, okay. I'm just gonna say I don't like it. Yeah. It's uh because I think Bounce is is a great album, if you ask me. Yeah. Let me see here.
0: Yeah, you, many, do, uh, you um, do the vinyls because you have more vinyls than me, I'm pretty sure. I
1: mean, Night Alive is here. Uh, okay. They, you know, this is the first album as a...
0: A four piece, yeah. Between piece guitars.
1: A look at that white
0: dress, man. Yeah, only he could pull, well, pull that off. Well, let me pull
1: that off. Yeah, yeah. The look, the part here.
0: But I mean, it's not until you get to Shalala
1: at the end. Is the, sorry, is this the first album with the iconic logo as well?
0: Um, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. The more, the more heavy metal logo. But like this record, I, I agree with you. Like Philomena, Frankie, Carroll. Ah, uh, I'm. She knows as an opener. I mean, it's okay. Shalala is quite hard at the end. Shalala is it the, like there's a the, the yeah, best. Yeah,
1: I mean. I think, okay, Still In Love With You, I like that one. Of course, yeah. Maybe the best song here. uh, But, I mean, here we have, of course, Brian Robertson. The arrival of Brian Robertson.
0: Yeah, so Bell quits.
1: Bell quits after three albums, and you get sort of... So, this is sort of the first... Let me dare say classic lineup. I mean... Bell can not be... It's weird that he's not in the classic lineup because he was a founding member, did three albums, but having Robertson and or Scott Coram, I mean, Scott Coram's got to be, you know, a classic.
0: Listen to this, right? So, according to Wikipedia, um, they secured a deal with Phonogram. The resulting album Night, Nightlife was a disappointment for the band due to its soft production and underdeveloped style. Robertson described Ron Nevison's production as nasty and Gorham said the record was ridiculously tame. So it seems to me that the engineer producer really tried to move the band into a kind of solely pop direction. You can hear it on the record. Oh. The record is missing some edge. You get it at Shalala at the end, but it sounds like it almost recorded from uh, a different session, you know?
1: This This is uh Jim Fitzpatrick as well. Yeah. Uh, I like it. But, I mean, this is a great album cover. And, you mean, I mean, this is... Oh. The, uh, the artwork and the photography and the logo and, you know, everything. The haircuts, the dresses. It looks killer, but it's not a killer album. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, it's not. It's not at all. It's not. So realistically, I mean, we can push on to fighting, which is a weird cover. You probably have fighting there, so Yeah,
1: fighting yeah. has uh So I'm not sure what is the original, but I have, of course, this one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I... I, I for this album,
0: yeah. but well, the original think, fighting, the original fighting. Phil's got his hands up with a kind of metal bar like this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the original one. When we go to the break, I might find mine somewhere. But um,
1: so this is not the original.
0: Maybe it, it could be because the cover has changed um, from uh, uh, region to region, you know. But this is this
1: where, here, So
0: this year, sorry, it's yeah. um, produced by Phil Inge. Mm, interesting, and it's a big, big. This is where they begin to me feel really like a, like a uh, a band with a bit of uh I mean this is full of bangers you know I mean I, I
1: mean you I mean you have have Rosalie here of course it's a Bob Seger song
0: which I don't I mean you start your album with a Bob Seger cover well it's and kind it's of, um, yeah it's <laughs> it's and like Me- Mexican Mexican radio well but Bob Segers that I mean the Bob Seger song must be only from what 71 72 so they're covering a song that's only 2 or 3 years old
1: it's even more weird. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good so, song. But, you know. And then, of course, they have uh, one of my favorite songs uh, for those who love to live. Yeah. But of course, it's...
0: Uh, it's, a, it's about... A, uh, sui- Suicide's a Stone Cold. It's there.
1: about... It's about... uh, What's his name again? The United guy. The football guy. What's his name?
0: Oh, George Best. It's about George Best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, do uh, so you see the pictures of them all hanging out together? Because I think Philomena had a, a hotel Near Manchester, and it used to be their drinking kind of den. And you see pictures of like Lemmy hanging out there, uh, Tony Iommi, George Best, all sorts of like seventies.
1: But but, but, but but yeah, but here it's funny because the only song that's written by Downey here is for those who love to live. And maybe did the, the lyrics we don't know, but you can hear. I mean, it's, it's the vice verse, of course, but you can hear Metallica here in Tennessee yeah. for those who love to live uh cool trademark iconic twin guitars yeah. in a cool way have yeah. arrived here yeah so this yeah. is where it's starting to happen
0: yeah and, and the weird thing is there are twin guitars um, on on the uh, nightlife you know what i mean but they don't because rock and roll is 70 what 75 so it's like Lizzie's is first but it's like they didn't make their mark properly with Knife Life when it comes to the twin guitar thing. It's only really coming into full. Yeah,
1: but, but, you know, doing it in a cool way. I mean, it is just, here it is, you know... Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: What else, and, is know, on, what else is on here? I mean, King's Vengeance... For those
1: who love to live, Suicide is great. Uh, yeah. the wild One, Fighting yeah. My Way Back. King's Vengeance. Uh, still with Dark. I mean, there are some songs that ain't masterpieces here. I'll oh. admit that, but uh, I... Sure. I really, really, really like this album.
0: Okay. One of my I, favorites. One of my favorites. On that note, let me stop this and I'll send you the link to the next one. That's okay, because Zoom is going to disappear now in a second. Hang on.
1: Okay. Where are you sending that?
0: I'll send it to your... God, it's, it's... Sorry, it's right in the middle of the fucking thing. Okay, so my version of Fighting has the iron bar. Oh yeah, you have it there yeah okay which one do you think looks cooler they both look cool actually this one is I don't know. I think this one is more iconic though eh?
1: there's more hippie stuff on mine
0: yeah yours is more hippie stuff definitely yeah how fucking cool does he look on the on that though he looks fucking
1: hold on but uh, you have the same five, ten songs right you
0: put my fucking glasses on again um, yeah, same time right, look at the back cover, man. That's fucking. Now that's pretty fucking. Ah, that's
1: better. Yours is better because this is a bad photo here and some individual yeah, yeah. photos here. I think, I think, I think, I think yours is actually cooler. Yeah. This but you have po- the same. You have the same ten songs, right? Starting with "Rosalie" and ending with "Ballad of a Hard Man."
0: Yeah, they look like a fucking heavy metal Ramones here. Look, they look cool as fuck. Exactly,
1: very Ramonesy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this is um. Mine is, is of, like, mine is
1: more like mine more like the Jimi Hendrix, Hend- Hendrix experience.
0: Certainly, yeah. This is not an original one, though. This is not this is like a nineteen eighty or something. But anyway, yeah. So Rosalie, what a weird way to start off with. Anyway, Rosalie. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. brilliant, but it's... even even, uh, even Motorhead covered it later. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, yeah. So it's now we get to um, jailbreak. It's so, jailbreak already? Yeah, it is right. No, right. no, 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 Fox. no,
1: no, Johnny the Johnny Fox. Johnny the Fox. Okay, Johnny the Fox is. Uh, I don't know. Some friends of mine uh, adore that album. Uh,
0: uh, it's it is great. It's a classic record. I mean, oh, Massacre. Mass. This is when they okay, really. Okay.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I I agree. Massacre, one of the best songs ever.
0: Yeah, and they, that could be that. This is proper. This is a heavy metal song. Massacre. You know. You have the same. You know. Right. Yeah, mine looks a little bit darker. Um, you, Is yours gayfold?
1: No, okay. show me the back. Yeah. It's exactly the same, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, incredible artwork. It's just fucking amazing, isn't it? Jim, it's uh, Yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. back. Mm, yeah, I think it's the same. Weird, so this is totally the same. Yeah. Interesting,
1: interesting.
0: Vertical. Um, uh, but I mean, look, Johnny Rocky, borderline, borderline, don't believe a word. Of course, don't
1: believe a word is amazing.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, fool's cult, I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: Johnny. uh, massacre, one of the best songs ever. Yeah, there, there is, there is some. So, I had a WeHS, I can't remember what's the original, it was an original official, uh, live thinly see live on WeHS. I can't remember where it was from, but I just the song that I remember was "Massacre." Yeah. So it was on the set list. Yeah, uh, the live version of "Massacre" that uh, we had says just goosebumps
0: stuff. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and it is it's it's heavy metal. I my mean, "Massacre" is heavy metal. I think you know. I see again. Here's the story. I was I always used to argue this with my friends back when we were kids. I'd always go, "Thin Lizzy doesn't have a highway to hell," and it's because of They're something. It's because it yeah. sounds like Sweet Marie. It's like, uh, guys. Sweet sure, Marie. but sure, sure,
1: yeah. Um, oh, they—they're they, always flirting with the folk, f- a funk folk. soul. yeah, yeah, sort of f- flirting with them. You know, Iron Maiden
0: didn't flirt with folk music. Oh or- no, well, let, pick so if I mean, let's pick a pick. A film more of seventies contemporary, like Purple or ACDC. Some. I mean, it's like Lizzie always had a tiny bit of, kind of like. You can tell, like, maybe kind of cocaine ideas in the studio. They're like, let's do that, and somebody didn't go, ah, I don't know about that, maybe. Um, but there was always flirting a bit with funk soul as if there would be some sure. crossover, you know, yeah, yeah. And the songs but, sometimes, but, but may, can...
1: may, maybe, maybe that's what makes them so great because this, this is a very
0: original band, yeah. No, I, you're right, actually. And that's that would have been lost on me when I was 16, arguing that Highway to Hell is better, but not, but. But that that you say it it is it's part of the sort of rich tapestry of Lizzie that makes them so different from everybody else yeah. that, that um yeah you're right I guess it's just that for me they read the songs resonate a bit less with me but, but
1: even funny we agree with this but this massacre <speaking <song> <speaking <in Spanish> yeah I mean
0: that's uh so yeah it's a, I mean, it's it is. the first real, I mean, they're they're really coming into a really big purple period here. This is the, you know, the great, I mean, our, I think the greatest period of the band. Obviously. What do you mean? I mean, then let's see. No, they've really found their f- kind of feet now as, as a proper band, I think. Yeah. yeah,
1: here they are up there doing, I mean, okay, we have fighting, which is of, they're, still, they're still here. I mean, they're going up.
0: Yeah, let's have and a look. Sort of, let's see what yeah. Wikipedia says. Um, well, when do we get to Boys Are Back in Town? You know, Well, that's that's, that's not. It's next a, album, dude. Next album. Yeah, okay. A successful multi-band tour in support, in support of Status Quo, um, opening with Seeger's Rosalie. The, the Wikipedia says the album showed the first real evidence of the twin guitar sound that would lead the band towards. Yeah, okay. Well, are you what, talking
1: about Johnny the Fox. Yeah, this is what this is. Wikipedia
0: that's speaking now. Um, Yeah, but like we spoke about, you can hear it more clearly a little bit before on Fighting. It it reached number 60 in the UK album charts. And the singles did not chart. Okay. Because there's no Boys Are Back
1: in Town or um, Jailbreaker.
0: Boys Are Are Back in Town is the song that, you know, I mean, you know, saved the band. Well, not saved the band, but broke the band, I guess, you know.
1: Well, then again, uh, Boys and Back. Boys of Back Town almost didn't end up on the album.
0: Yeah, no, they didn't think it was the right song. No, 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 they didn't think it was a good song. No, which is absolutely insane. Um, uh, Don't believe a word on Celtic mythology. Okay, I don't think, I don't think, this is Wikipedia. I don't think, uh, don't believe a word is about Celtic mythology. (laughs) Sorry, Wikipedia. Um, But but touring, even though they weren't breaking through in album sales and a hit single, they were becoming a, a band that was pulling people on tour, you know?
1: Um, but but, but, but at, at this time, I mean, I remember I have the book here somewhere about Phil uh, Linnard. He was heavily into drugs at that point. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, doing a lot of partying and I think maybe around this time or the next tour, uh, it would say that they would be in America and... They he would be you know partying till five six in the morning every day and his health became worse. Yeah, yeah. Came sick on tour. Tours being cancelled. Um, all that sort of reality hit them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What are you reading there? I'm just trying to get things. See, it's weird. Like bad reputation is a record that I always thought was earlier in the canon. Because I wasn't really paying as much attention, but um, anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, I mean, it's all hinging really on boys are back in town, and this really isn't it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, then again, I mean, what do you think? I mean, okay, uh, it's I uh, like to use the metaphor. Hold on, where's my jailbreak? Not here. Great. Has to be. No, I have it on CD somewhere.
0: And but this though, you've seen this, of course, right? This, I mean, I, oh yeah, I I, I, I,
1: oh, I don't know, on this version. How cool is that? But this, I mean, okay, let me put this, this way. I mean, if you remove Ace of Spades from the Ace of Spades album, I still think it's a ten yeah. out of ten album, amazing yeah, album. I, I agree with you. If you remove the uh, Boys of Back in Town from this album,
0: yeah, what do you,
1: what do you think about it?
0: Um. Well, let's let's have a look through the songs. Um, yeah, this is a, I mean, again, how cool is this? When you open it out and you see, they're like there's fucking aliens, fucking. Yeah, yeah.
1: this oh. is the real. This is a little bit like Kiss. If you Think about it, uh,
0: because they're, yeah. they're superheroes. Uh, there. Yeah, it's a bit seventies cartoons vibe in it. Well, okay, but I mean, the song "Jailbreak" is a stone cold classic, right? Yeah, oh, you know, uh, "Angel from the Coast." I, I do actually love that song. Running back. Romeo and the Lonely Girl, again, speaks to the kind of diversity you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Didn't appeal It's, it, to it, it, it's
1: another Sarah, almost.
0: Yeah. Warriors, great. Boys are back in town. What can you say? Fight or Fall? Great Cowboy song. Emerald. Cowboy yeah. song is amazing.
1: I love... Cowboy song was pushed as a single of this album. Yeah,
0: yeah it's Emerald finishing off. Goddamn. And Emerald is the only one that's written by all of them. So... Cowboys
1: song, Emerald, are one of the, two of the highlights here, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, jail, jailbreak, and the boys are back in town. Of course, sort of the radio-friendly ones.
0: Yeah, it's well. I mean, yeah. Okay, so the end of side one, I could, yeah. But having said that, Angel from the Coast. It's um, the Jailbreak. The warrior locked himself into his video scanner and gazed through the universe until he came up upon dimension five. <laughs> this is where very, very much Kiss. The story at the back. Um, but yet it's interesting. Emerald is the only one that has a co-write with all of them. Other than that, it's just Linnet. And then one song, Linnet Robertson, Angel from the Coast. And Who Mora. wrote Boys are Back in Town? Did he write it on by himself? Just Linnet. That's what it says. Okay. So he wrote all the songs, except the final song with Emerald, which you can hear has some drum writing influences. In yeah, it. yeah. And that's the, that's the, I mean, that's the blueprint for folk metal, if you want it right there. Would you say this is the best album?
1: Eh. I mean, it's not back in Black or Highway to Hell. No. you know.
0: That's really hard to say. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Have you got Bad Reputation on vinyl there? I only have it on CD. I have it here. Okay. Bad Reputation. This uh, is see. I in my head, I had my reputation before this. When this is uh, this oh, is. Here we go. Here we go.
1: This is funny. This is from a store
0: in Uppsala. Oh yeah, Gothenburg. Wow. So bad reputation is seventy-seven. Mm-hmm. They're back to a three-piece.
1: Well, yeah. this is a funny because. Uh, yeah, it's recorded as a three piece, but they're four in the back.
0: Wow, interesting! Yeah, that's that's strange. So, who's on the back? Is Robertson on the back?
1: I think Robertson is out of the band, he's not here. Yeah, no, this is some Robertson in and out stuff because, like, we know there were so many, we haven't really gone well. So, since we spoke about them being a four piece, let's not forget about the guitar stuff in and out. Mm. So from nightlife it's Brian Robertson and Scott Corum, right? That's that's cute. And that stays on fighting, it stays on Johnny the Fox. It stays on Jailbreak, Robertson and Corum, right? Okay, so here here's
0: what happened. Um an important US tour December 76 Brian Robertson Injured his hand when the bronco yeah. bottle in a fight. He said yeah. he wasn't drunk. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, right. And uh, that he just went there to get a meal. Linen, mm-hmm. angry, and replaced Robertson with Gary Moore for the tour. Yeah. On the uh, tour. With supporting Queen. Uh, Can you imagine time. that? Thin Lisi supporting Queen? Yeah, and there's some shows with ACDC as well in the States. <laughs> imagine that. So, so you, he, obviously
1: he, he's not on this album. Hmm. Well, okay, sorry. It says here that these, the bad guys, it says here, the bad guys.
0: Right. It says here that he's in the band, but he's not on the cover. I mean. Very strange. Also, I think the cover is a kind of regression. To me, the cover looks like an early 70s cover, considering where the artwork was going. You know, that's maybe why in my head I thought it was, because it looks to me like free or something, you know, or.
1: Yeah. But he doesn't, I mean, Brian Robertson wasn't really the main songwriter
0: here. Oh, And that's, uh, I mean, that's when he thats when he gets, then he gets sacked. Um, and Moore stays on, you know. So, because the next album, the next, yeah, next album has Gary Moore. Well, let's look at what's, I mean, Bad Reputation. What's on Bad Reputation? I mean, he got the title track, which is a fucking Stone Cold Killer.
1: Okay, uh, sorry. site one is Soldier of Fortune. Great yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Bad Reputation. Yeah. Great uh, great song. Opium Trail. Good song. Yeah. Southbound. Southbound. Love it. Yeah. Side 2 is one of the best songs ever with the most iconic bass lines ever. Mm-hmm. Dancing in the Moonlight. Yeah. And talk about being a diverse band. Mm. Dancing in the Moonlight. It's crazy. Even the smashing even the smussing pumpkins
0: covered it. Yeah. I knew you'd get them in somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. We
1: haven't we have we have we have we have put Metallic in it already. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean look, it's it's a song that when I was a kid I was like, ugh, come on. But Exactly. You didn't understand it. No, now you see what a genius song it is, you know. Yeah. I mean it is genius. Killer Without a Cause is one of my favorite deep cuts, Lizzie. Deep cuts. That's a great song. Yeah. um, Downtown Sundown, yeah. Dear Lord, This Woman's Gonna Break Your Heart, again. That's
1: that, a, that, oh, that's amazing song.
0: Good song, yeah. It's a great song. It's a so great this, song. This is a, this is a fucking killer of a record.
1: It's a really good
0: album. This is a it, really, really good album. And it's one that I think when I was a kid went under my radar. And I don't know why. Um, really don't know why.
1: Because you were listening to Phenom
0: and Bathory. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, but even when I was... I'm still listening to stuff like this, but it's just uh, maybe I just was too angry to understand it properly, you know. Or too Probably probably whatever, you know. But oh. so so I only like kind of war. This you
1: know? this is the last album, well, with or without Robertson.
0: Yeah. He's literally sacked then after his So he we, doesn't
1: he, he doesn't come back. So he's sacked. Yeah. This is the last album that yeah. he's you know.
0: And then we get to I guess the album that... the, the
1: well, we're not doing... Sorry for interrupting. We're not doing live albums here, right? Are we doing it? Okay, we can do we'll
0: that. Have to. Okay. You, can't, you can't really ignore it, you know? I mean, okay. it's one of the most... Perhaps the greatest live album ever made, so you can't really ignore it. And it's also the one that most people know or have, or it, it kind of beautifully captures yeah. all the previous years and puts them together, even though apparently some of it isn't exactly live, but I mean, you know... I
1: have a, I have a very, well not a fancy version but because it's see oh okay very new version mine is
0: original one let me see the gatefold of yours same yeah and oh. the inner sleeve has also pictures of mine Have you got that oh la la see oh look at that
1: wow i don't i don't well maybe i'm hoping this is the uh photo of the original... Must be.
0: That, that's not in my one. My one just has pictures. The more pictures of the band.
1: It says here the tape was baked in May 98. So they took the tape and baked it and probably
0: redid this. Mm. Okay. I mean, it is... It's just... It, this is the one that... If you didn't have the time or... You know, you, you weren't sure where to start with this 1970s. This just kind of, just like Unleashed in the East for people who weren't, didn't want to go into all seven. Live
1: After Death or Kiss Alive. or It
0: was a very big thing in the 70s and 80s, which was to, to kind of scoop up a band's three or four album career, making it into one great live records. Kind of okay, like so, okay. bits, you know? So,
1: so let's, because this is sort of the proper best one here. Yeah. Site One, Jailbreak, Emerald. Yeah. Southbound, Rosalie, okay? Yeah. Side two, Dancing in the Moonlight, Massacre, Still In Love With You, Johnny the Fox, yeah. amazing. Side three, Cowboy Song, The Boys Are Back In Town, Don't Believe A Word, Warrior, Are You Ready? Yeah. Side four, Suicide, Shalala, Baby Drives Me Crazy, where's yeah. that from again? Uh, I had to cover it, oh no it's not,
0: Baby Drives Me Crazy.
1: No, yeah. it's their own song, yeah. Is, but yeah. Even, even co-written by Brian Robertson. Um, well, it must,
0: uh, it must be from '76 the, somewhere, then, yeah.
1: Yeah, then, they end on the rocker. Ah. Okay, but this is a great, you know. Yeah, great yeah, set
0: list. I mean, you can't. It's just hard to beat, really, isn't it?
1: So, I mean, this is among the Unleashed in the East, uh, Kiss Alive, Live After Death, Made in Japan. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's maybe even. I mean, the only live record that I, from that sort of period, I mean, I prefer. I prefer. If you want blood, you got it. The ACDC one is fucking sure. is storming. Um, but this is, I mean, this is arguably. Like, if you were to just own this, it might be. Okay. The we, sorry. Greatest compilation we, of songs ever, you know. Like Do that's how you. Know? That's how you write a yeah. setlist, you know.
1: Do we know how much is fake on this? Um, be, be, because, as as you know,
0: yeah,
1: even parts on let the be uh, everyone blood is fake. Mm. Kiss alive is totally fake. Is it? Kiss alive. Yeah, well, I don't know I'm really. Into it, that. It's completely fake. Okay. It's almost uh, like
0: uh, live on dead. Live <laughs> um, in the raw by wasp.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's it's completely. Yeah, uh, I think I'm. I, I, I don't know how much fake is on made uh, Japan, but I don't know.
0: I mean, I know at least in the east they had to replace the vocals because Rob had flu, but everything else is supposed to be okay. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I've very heard very likely it's. Uh, I,
0: I've heard bits of this, or but then again, uh, maybe that's just what bands did to just that's what I think started. that's what bands did. It's a it, it's a
1: two in one. It's a best of album and live. It's a product, itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, the ACDC did make a live video at the time and it's almost exactly the same as if you want blood you got it you know that paris show 79 yeah yeah i mean it's i mean but the track list that's how you do a track list if you're but
1: isn't it isn't if you want blood you got it uh from the glasgow show
0: um it might it is yeah the glasgow the glasgow show is online as well yeah so okay right anyway so so now at 78 this is what really makes them it just blows them up. That boys are back in town and live and dangerous are really, you know. So apparently, okay, hang have... on. Oh, according to Wikipedia, there is some disagreement over just how much of the album is actually recorded live. Producer Tony Visconti claimed that the only parts that were not overdubbed were the drums in the audience. Wow. However, Brian Robertson has disputed this, saying that he had refused Linus' re- request to re record guitar solo and that the only dubbed overdubs were backing vocals. With some guitar parts by Gorham. He says it's not true. He says it's bollocks. Gorham concurs. I, I, that he attempted to re-record a solo, but could, did not recreate the live sound. He, did, says he Gorham says he redid one rhythm track and a few back and vocals, but that's it. The album reached number two in the UK album charts and was ranked the greatest live album of all time by Classic Rock Magazine. Okay. 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 Uh, so Robertson departed. Robertson plays on this, despite... And the previous post-up. So he leaves in 1978. Um, okay. So then Gary Moore returns. So. So I have two. Okay, you have two. I have. I Webb.
1: have uh, one bought in Aarhus in Denmark. Okay.
0: Where the fuck is mine?
1: One is bought here in Iceland.
0: Okay. okay. We we'll look at we we'll look at yours. Yeah, we don't have to look at mine. I'm sure mine is the same. Uh,
1: same. uh Let me see. Inlay. Are those the same? Well, yeah. Same. Same. Okay. Same inlay. I mean, I'm going to say this is the best album.
0: Yeah. Let's look at the track list then. I mean,
1: so this is what? 79? 77? 79.
0: 77,
1: uh, 79, yeah. 79. So
0: here's so here's the problem, right? Okay, do anything You Want to Do, Stone Cold Classic, and Street in Town, good. s and I don't think S&M is a great song. Waiting for an Alibi. Classic. Amazing. Yeah. Sarah is
1: not the best song here.
0: Forget it. That's a cocaine idea. That's just yeah. like, nobody, nobody wants to hear about how much you love your daughter or your son. No, no.
1: I, I mean, you know, exactly. Get out of here. Got, got to give it up. Yeah. One of the best songs. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here! I love it. With love, amazing. Yeah, amazing song. Rosin Rosin, oh, you know what do you call this? Rosin dubba. Rosin dub. Rose, oh. rose. Yeah. Rosin dub. Uh, uh, amazing song.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I think I prefer um, Jailbreak to this record.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. I'll have to call it even I'm sorry but you know they're just a really it, it it's funny because I have it's fu- so i'm gonna take you a little bit back here so this album here see yeah this takes me you've been to iceland a few times you've been yeah. to the aland festival right yeah, this look this does look a bit Icelandic yeah. so no sorry so when I was driving there oh yeah once it's an eight hour drive I listened to this album the only CD I listen to for eight hours. <laughs> really? Wow. Well. Well, uh, there and to the back. So this takes me driving eight hours to the East fjords of Iceland, right? So this is in my fucking DNA. So okay. see this apartment that I'm in here? You've been to my apartment, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So in 2003, I, I bought this apartment in 2003. Yeah. So when, I, when I'm painting it by myself yeah. for a few few days... This is the only CD I listened to. <laughs> okay. For a few days. So yeah. these two albums are in my fucking DNA. So, you know, it's less uh, special to me.
0: I painted my grandmother's house once only listening to Third of the Mortal, but there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so I, I get it. Sometimes we have um, favorites for those particular other reasons that aren't normal reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But then again, this... Uh, is, of course, uh, Gary Moore. Yeah. And the classic Thin Lizzy lead. I mean, Brian Robertson was great, but, I mean, have you seen Gary Moore live in uh, Sydney, the video? Yeah, yeah. It's insane! Yeah, yeah, he's on I another. mean, that motherfucker!
0: He's on another level, really, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah, and he's just, I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? And I think that oh. video... Uh, and it's not even Brian Brownie on drums. It's weird. It's just the guest guy. Isn't it? No. No, it's some replacement guy. Oh. Uh, but the band in that form, I think it's 78.
0: Yeah, 78, 79. Yeah.
1: It's
0: amazing. Uh, it's fucking brilliant. Uh,
1: incredible like- gig by a band. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So getting Gary Moore from the band, I mean, sure. A couple of songs can make an album. But I think waiting for an alibi, got to give it up, is what yeah. makes this close
0: to the greatest. Yeah. So well I would pick for now I would still pick jailbreak as my favorite. Yeah. But, yeah. Um so hang on, let's get let's move on to Chinatown. If you've got Chinatown or Bono there, I can't find it. Yeah, one. I have it here. Okay. Let's look Chinatown. at Chinatown. So that's uh I don't know, I think The title track Chinatown is maybe my favorite Lizzie song of all time.
1: Yeah, okay. So so we agree for once yeah uh chinatown it's even you know uplifted cover here yeah yeah so chinatown is the best song on this album
0: yeah oh i mean it's it's staggering how fucking good it is it's, it's maybe yeah, I my mean, favorite lizzie song maybe my favorite yeah. song so this is not a good album though sorry no and brian and downey on this is just a killer on chinatown yeah I mean it's sugar blues I could do without didn't I yeah hey you oh, okay killer on the loose is good yeah oh killer on the loose is, is fucking classic yeah
1: yeah but I don't know uh this is I not know. I think I think they're fast uh, what am I guessing
0: here
1: maybe it's too much drugs maybe it's too much label pressure just I, the yeah. fil- the standards aren't as high.
0: No, I think I think it's a mixture of both of those things. I think there's um, there's an awful lot of uh, there's just some filler songs on here. You know, having a good time. I mean, it sounds like somebody's been touring with Queen. You know, it's kind of like
1: yeah. When you say it, it's very Freddie Mercury having a good time.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. Very very true. But kill a like we both agree. Uh, Chinatown. I mean, I play it on the radio at work, and I just say I I introduce a song like kids. This is how you make a fucking rock song with guitar yeah. solos because it's like blueprint, yeah. rock and roll iconic song. It's
0: absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, it's one of the fucking.
1: So we agree. I'm gonna make a bold statement here. Without title track, it's a bad album.
0: Yeah, without 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 the title track, this is. Uh... Till Lizzie is this, fly, till fly on the Wall or something.
1: No, nah, I was going to say, for those about the rock, because if you remove that title track, it's yep, for those fair. about the rock, it's not, not a good
0: album. Fair, fair, fair. fair. I, I, I'm, okay. I'm well so that. we agree, Avril. How, how weird. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So the, but then you get to the 1980s has started now. So the things are changing. Like, you've got now Maiden and Priest and Heavy Metal is sort of... Kicking off. I don't know, should I bother finding it, my copies of it's, Renegade it's, uh, and
1: it's, it, it's funny, because we're still two years away from Metallica. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not even the idea of Metallica and Slayer are not there yet.
0: No. Well, I think Renegade, the next album is better than Chinatown, without a doubt. I, uh... We'll
1: yeah. I
0: we'll have to go and look for my records now, bro. You keep talking.
1: They have a – no, it's just badly injured. Nothing special here. uh, Nothing special.
0: Keep talking.
1: I might keep talking here. Uh, Well, for once, they don't have – they skipped uh, Jim Fitzpatrick. So, I wonder, does the Wikipedia tell us why they ditched Fitzpatrick? No. Too much co- Too much cocaine, maybe.
0: Yeah. What's what have you got on the inside of yours? Nothing. I, I like I have, it. nothing. Oh, I have a. No, there's nothing here. This is pretty cool. I, I like the, I like the band followers with the flag. They look cool as fuck.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, bit, have... bit Soviet. Soviet.
0: Yeah. So the thing that gets me about this record, right? I mean, fucking hell! You can't see the but okay
1: sorry sorry for the obvious thank you he in comes snowy white
0: yeah which is weird where does he come from again um he came from did he come from grand slam or something um renegade chinatown blah 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 october 1980 chris sangarides wow chris sangarides produced the record okay he did it, it did Anvil as well, right? Yeah, so Greatest still, hits album eighty one. Come on, where's Sorry, who is Wharton? Darren who co-wrote is, Darren Wharton is the keyboard player. Okay, the so the keyboard player. Yeah. Okay, Linnet's second album, the Spillet's album, was delayed until eighty two. Renegade was completed and released in November eighty one. Renegade was not successful, only reaching thirty eight in the UK and hundred and fifty seven in the US. The only two singles, Hollywood Down on Your Look flopped. Wow, that was the single. Um, only two songs on the album were written solely by Linnet. Interesting. With the other members of the band contributing more to compositions, now we can probably gather why that's true. I mean Did you say did you say only two? Only two.
1: Well it says here three. That's weird. okay.
0: Okay. Um so or like I mean I would say Fats is fucking rubbish. Mexican blood is also this is a bad song like Uh,
1: this is this is not in my top three i'm sorry no Uh, the song
0: angel of death is fucking brilliant
1: angel of death a great song i agree Um, uh alan this is almost like chinatown i'm sorry sorry to break it to you
0: you know you're right it's a lot of drugs gone into this record i think a lot of um heroin i would imagine
1: Heroin was this thing. I mean, he was a proper druggy. He would do it all, but yeah. he was into heroin. And that's usually the last drug you start taking when you're into heroin.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think Pressure Will Blow is a good song. No one told yeah. him yet. I mean, I'm going to say side two of this is maybe the worst side yeah. of the yeah. record. You know? But, you know, we have to uh, take
1: into consideration a lot of shit has gone down here. Yeah. A lot of tour cancelling. Yeah, yeah, Because we are close to the end here. Yeah. So a lot of bad things and disappointments have been going on. They will not see the curve is not going up here. No. It's it's going down, but I have to give them that. They do go
0: out with a bang. Okay, get, I think get to Thunder and Lightning then.
1: Yeah, so Thunder and Lightning is a, a way better album.
0: Yeah, I only have the CD, so you show us the, your record. Oh, but-
1: I... Well, I only have a live one here. Okay, collection rocker. Okay, uh, I don't, I, I don't have it on. I have it a CD somewhere.
0: I must have it on fucking vinyl. So show uh,
1: me, have show me your CD. Album. your beautiful CD. <laughs> I
0: mean, Thunder and lightning. It does. You're right. Goes out with a bang. I mean, we've got Cole This is John Sykes, so this it's a it's a heavier, harder record. Yeah, but okay. So I would say. This is the most heavy metal album. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Without Even the cover with the spiked armband and, you know... Even Megadeth covered Cold Sweats. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the record that when people go, oh, Lizzie was never heavy metal band, you go, listen to Thunder or Lightning. Yeah, 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 this is heavy metal.
1: Yeah, and... And arguably, it's funny, same year as Kill em All comes out.
0: Yes, but you've still got some bangers on it. not just only about the title track. Sun Goes Down is brilliant. Sun Goes
1: Down is uh, it's on among the best songs ever. Yeah, it's an amazing song.
0: Yeah, and the Holy War, good cold sweat, come on, now, this is I love cold sweat, Stone Cold, one, one of the greatest guitar tones ever. Like it's yeah. like Sykes fucking hold them up by the scruff of their neck a bit. I think yeah, maybe. yeah.
1: This is, I mean, this you know, like we said, uh Renegade Chinatown, our whole, they're being held up, held up by one good song, yeah. great song, great song. Yeah. But there's more here. Baby, please don't go. Someday she's going to hit back. Yeah. Why yeah. did they write the song, Baby, Please Don't Go? I mean,
0: yeah, it Alan. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Bad habits. Okay. Yeah. Heart attack. I mean, yeah, heart attack's all right. Um, I mean, <laughs> okay.
1: Write the song called Bad Habits, Heroin, Heart Attack, Cocaine. Yeah.
0: I mean, and also Queen have sheer heart attack. It's a bit, yeah. Silly. Like, come on, guys.
1: But, well, we do know we do a lot. We do know that, like you said, having a good time. We do know that when you tour with bands, you will get influenced with them. Yeah, them.
0: But There's an amazing picture somewhere of like Bon Scott, Freddie Mercury, and fucking Phil just like standing backstage somewhere in 78, like fucking hell. You know? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> but this is to go out with as a record, this is a a solid exit. Like it's a really then the band split up and he goes to London and seems to basically just sort of run himself into the ground with drugs and then dies in 86. Yeah, it,
1: it was... I think it was Coram who said it, uh, the last tour of Brian Downey. They basically, they landed at Heathrow or something, mm. and they just took their suitcases and went into different taxis, and Yeah. that was it. That was it.
0: Yeah. I've done that on tours as well, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I haven't broken up the band, though. No, no, and gone off to take heroin. Yeah, no, it's... um. It's, uh, I mean, I remember when he died in 86, I came home from school and the, my mother and her sisters were sitting at the kitchen table drinking whiskey and they were just like feeling it's dead. They were like all fucking heartbroken and they were at the funeral and like, so, I mean, he was just this huge beloved character, even though he was living in London, had been back and forth, but he was just so indelibly part of Dublin, part of Irish musical culture, you know. But yeah. by the end, people were saying. I mean, they, you read the reports of people who were, like calling around to his flat, and he just had like dealers there, and the place was a mess. And proper going down the level to like sort of you know jungle yeah. territory, you know.
1: So so this comes out eighty yeah, three. I mean, he he, he dies early eighty six. So 86, he yeah. has has like two years of being well unemployed from Thin Lizzy. Yeah. And so, at that t- at that time, he does two solo albums. Yeah. And he's,
0: he, there's some projects he's doing with Mark Knopfler. Yeah, he, he does one, he, uh, he does um, Adrian Vandenberg. Did, oh, oh, sorry. John Sykes. Okay. Member of Pantanko. T- t- I'm trying to catch up here. Um Yeah, he yeah, had Grand Slam at the end of 83. Um They couldn't. Who, who was in that? What was that again? Uh,
1: was that the Mark Knopfler thing?
0: No. What he has out in the fields with Gary Moore in May 85, that's like the last thing he does, you know. And then it's uh, his last single, 19. Yeah, okay. Something King's
1: Revenge or King's, what is it, Mark Knopfler that I'm thinking about?
0: I think you're thinking of something different. There's not a mention of his name here. Um, So he died in Salisbury, Wiltshire, 4th of January 1986, aged 36 from internal abscesses, pneumonia and septicemia brought on by his drug dependency. Fucking hell. Multiple, yeah. Multiple organ failure. Jesus. That's fucking just some heavy. Here
1: it is. Sorry. King's Call. Oh, Fill in King... it with Mark Knopfler.
0: Okay, the King's Call. I think. Yeah, I...
1: Sorry, it's from Solo and Soho. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Okay,
0: out in the fields is like the last gasp musically, I think, really, you know? Okay. Less than a minute. Upgrade now. This is going to cut off now in a minute.